This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast brought to you by Art Wiederman, CPA with Ide Bailey. Whether it's taxes and investing or planning wisely, Art is the expert to make your dental practice profitable. At Ide Bailey, what inspires you inspires us. We provide a suite of accounting and advisory services dedicated to the total care of your practice. Visit our website to access our tools and resources tailored for dentists, idebailey.com slash dentist. That's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com slash dentist. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that Art Wiederman, CPA, and Ide Bailey, LLP are not rendering legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information or opinions shared. If you have questions and or feedback, make sure to email Art over at awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com. You can also give Art a call at 657-279-3243. Without further delay, here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman, CPA. I'm your host, Art Wiederman, CPA. Welcome to our podcast. It's an honor and a privilege to have you listening today. Uh, we're recording here in our studios in Southern California, beautiful Friday morning, and uh, you'll be hearing this uh, podcast in the middle of May. I believe it's going to come out on the 12th of May. And uh, today, our topic, we have a, a wonderful, wonderful clinician from uh, the Chicago area is going to talk to us about cloud-based consulting and uh, why it might work for your practice and the advantages and maybe some disadvantages, but mostly advantages of how it works. And, uh, you know, we're always trying to get our doctors to be more techy. Um, my guest today, Dr. Bob Dokanchi from uh, Aurora, Illinois, is going to talk a lot about techy stuff, uh, which is probably mostly going to be over my head. So I'll do more listening than talking, which is, you know, if you've listened to my podcast for the last two and a half years, it's really hard for me. But I'll I'll suck it up and do it and stuff. So we'll we'll get to Dr. Bob in a in a couple of minutes. I want to give you some information first uh, about our wonderful partner, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine. Decisions in Dentistry Magazine is an amazing clinical magazine. Uh, they have a great website. Go to www.decisionsindentistry.com. Uh, they are uh, they have great uh, content. They have over 140 continuing education classes that you can purchase for a very reasonable annual fee um, uh, from them. And they have articles that will knock your socks off. They've been on top of everything during the uh, last 13 months of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And they have a, an advisory board that is second to none. Go, go to www.decisionsindentistry.com. Also, uh, if you're not working with a dental-specific CPA, uh, we are dental-specific CPAs. I am a dental division director at the CPA firm of Ide Bailey. Um, we work with about 800 dentists in our firm. Uh, I'm also a founding member of the Academy of Dental CPAs, which is 24 CPA firms across the United States that represent about 10,000 dentists. Go to www.adcpa.org. Um, we're also doing a uh, Business of Dentistry webinar series for the rest of the year. It'll be the second Wednesday of every month. So our next webinar is the same day that this podcast will come out, which is May 12th. And if you miss the, these uh, monthly webinars, they're available on our YouTube page, which is uh, www.idebailey.youtube, uh, I think is how you would get to it. Uh, but just Google YouTube by Bailey and you'll find the business of dentistry. We've done, I think, four of them. The one we're doing on the 12th uh, is going to be really, really important. It, we're going to be working with the folks from Dental Intel and my good friend, Dr. Jeanette Kern, to walk you through where there are profit holes in your practice. For example, what if your um, reappointment, um, what if your reappointment percentage for Hygiene is only 50%. That means that one out of every two patients walks out of your office without a, without a hygiene appointment after they have their current hygiene appointment. This software will allow you to, um, to, to find these holes. And we're going to actually, we're actually going to have a real live dentist who is going to walk through her 
process and what she does and how she uses the software and 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 how these uh, numbers have helped improve her practice as an example. Uh, so, you know, that's what we're going to do on the 12th. It's, it's again, it's the second Wednesday of every single month. So uh, please join us for that. If you want to register, go to www.idebailey, that's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com forward slash dental series, or just give me a call or email me at a Wiederman, A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at idebailey.com and we'll get you registered. We have we have wonderful, wonderful, we've got Gary Takis coming up about getting out of insurance. We've got some financial planning we're going to be talking about. We've got hygiene we're going to be talking about. We've got um, how to manage and work with PPOs uh, with Clint Johnson later in the year. So this is a, a business series I'm very, very proud of. I do want to give you just some updates. So as you may or may not be aware, many of many of you may not be aware, is that on December 27th, Congress changed the law. The president signed the bill, the second stimulus bill, that now allows you not only to have a PPP loan, so you all, most of you got your PPP loans back in April and May of last year, but you were not allowed to take advantage of what was called the employee retention tax credit, which is a tax credit that basically allows you to take a a federal tax credit of up to $5,000 for 2020 and much more for 2021 if you meet certain parameters. On December 27th, that all changed. So now doctors who have had at least a 50%, a greater than 50% reduction in their gross receipts or were shut down by a government order. Okay, and that that is not a recommendation from the ADA, not a recommendation from the CDC. That is a a government order that says, dentists, you will shut down. For example, in the city of San Francisco, there was a government order. Um, In other places, there were not. So we're counting more on the 50% reduction. If you have that and you have not filed for SBA forgiveness for your first loan, we are strongly urging our clients not to file for forgiveness until we do an analysis. We're doing uh, probably about 100 of these analyses, and we are finding that we're able to get our doctors full SBA forgiveness, as well as tens of thousands, and in a couple of cases, over 100,000. I got one that's over $160,000 in this tax credit. So if you are interested in that, even if you, you know, please give me a call. My number is 657-279-3243. And again, my email is awiederman at eidbailey.com, E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y. We are doing this, we pretty much have until the end of July till the middle of August, which is when the 10-month period after the end of the covered period happens that you have to file for forgiveness. So if you're going to do that, if you think you're eligible, we would suggest you extend your personal tax returns until after Um, we figure this out, but we've got a very extensive spreadsheet. So give us a call. Be sure to check out our new I'd Bailey podcast, Ebb and Flow, a business podcast providing inspired insight on issues and trends the middle market faces. Hear unique business stories, get answers to frequently asked and unasked questions, and understand business topics that matter to you. Available now on your favorite podcast platform. Okay, I want to do need to let you know today that our program is sponsored by uh, Dentrix Ascend, and we're going to be talking about cloud-based um, software. And our guest today is Dr. Bob Dokanchi. I'm going to call him Dr. Bob um, so that I am respectful uh, to all that. It's easier for me because at this point in my life, easier is better. So Dr. Bob Dokanchi um, is the founder of... Um, uh, Fox Valley Dental Care. He's an actual real live practicing dentist. He's uh, practices in Aurora, Illinois, outside of Chicago. Dr. Dukanshi attended San Francisco State University for undergraduate studies and Loyola University Chicago College of Dental Surgery for his graduate work. He got his DDS degree with clinical honors in 1982, practiced in Schaumburg, Illinois, before starting Fox Valley Dental Care in 1993. Dr. Bob Dokanchi, welcome to the Art of Dental Finance and Management. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. So um, you've been practicing for a long time, so you have lots of experience in this, and I 
Uh, I know you told me that you're, you're, you're techie and you, you have uh, lots of good information. So we'll share that with our audience. But I also understand that you have a, a large uh, dental Facebook group that you work with. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I, um, I, when the pandemic started, I, I wasn't even aware of a lot of these Facebook groups, dental Facebook groups. And um, when the pandemic started, I realized there was a lot of friction in these groups. And I felt there was a need for a dentist-only group. So I started something in the Chicago. I wanted it to be for, for myself and a few of my friends in the Chicago area so we can exchange information freely without being... Uh, uh, under the eye of uh, different people, and it uh, quickly in the uh, in the last year, this this month was the one year anniversary. Uh, it has grown to be over twenty six hundred people. So it's a it's a safe place for dentists to talk. We we have um, you know discussions on staff management, pan- the pandemic, taxes, everything that you can think about. I've heard of taxes. I I, I know they exist. <laughs> Um, and our job is to absolutely reduce the federal, um, well, I was going to say reduce the federal surplus. We don't have one is to increase the federal deficit. That's our job as CPAs. But, uh, anyway, so if someone wanted to join your group, how would they do that? Um, the group is, um, called dentistry in general. It has a black logo that says dentistry in general or dig. If they search it on Facebook, it'll come right up. They have to apply, uh, apply to join, and we ask for some questions to verify that they're a dentist, and then they'll join. It's pretty easy if they're on Facebook. And I will go ahead and put that in the show notes that uh, when you get your um, um, when you get your email about the uh, podcast, then you'll you'll be able to see that. And, and by the way, folks, we we'd love you to uh, you know register for the podcast. You can go onto your podcast app, uh, Apple and Android. And then you'll automatically get our podcast. We're publishing every other week these days because um, I'm saving, I'm saving the world with the employee retention tax credit and all kinds of other things. So we had a, something had to give. So we're we're now publishing every other week, uh, but it's still going to be the same podcast. So feel free to do that. So, Doctor, t- I gave a little bit of background. Tell us a little more about yourself, a little bit about your history, your practice, maybe. So sure, um, I um, actually went to school in California and uh, in the late '80s. I think you said '82, but I, I graduated in '92. Um, it did say '92. So it, yeah, I'm looking. It says '92. So my 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 big joke I did one time is when I was lecturing at the CDA, I said, "Oh, gee, I'm not good with numbers," and someone said, "Well, you're a CPA." So I I do apologize. It does. He did graduate in 1992. My apologies. <laughs> right. Um, the, the joke in my family is that I, I basically grew up in the, in the, at the time of technology boom in the Bay Area, and I when I became a dentist, so I could have retired a long time ago. Right. But back in the day, I uh, was too busy trying to study sciences and then trying to apply to uh, dental school, and I wasn't really preoccupied with technology and. In uh, 1990, when I moved to 1988, I moved to Chicago, and then in 1990, my girlfriend, back then wife now, uh, had to show me how to turn on a computer, and that was a very embarrassing thing. And I promised myself that it would never happen again. So I, I started studying computers, technology, and um, I'm, 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 a, I'm an expert in Linux operating system and and things like that. So. Um, technology is my thing, and a lot of people in my group and everywhere else uh, ask me questions, and my advice is always free. And that's where we are. So I'm guessing that you have a lot of the, we call them the toys, um, you know, digital x-ray and maybe laser. I don't know. what what, what kind of, Tell us a little bit about your practice. Um, you know, I, I started, I, I graduated in 1992 from Loyola, and in 93, I started working for this uh, kind gentleman and Aurora that had that practice since the 1970s. And um, it was a, a practice that didn't even have computers. And eight years later, um, I bought the practice, he retired, and I started um, adding little by little um, pieces of technology. And then um, five years ago in 2016, I bought two um, business condos and uh, started building um, practice that I wanted to to practice in, and and I basically have 
um, almost every technology. There are certain things that I don't think it makes sense, in my opinion, for Dennis, but <laughs> there are toys that everybody has. But I do have, um, obviously, digital x-rays and the cone beam technology, uh, scanner technology, um, everything that, you know, lasers and things like that, that most dentists these days uh, are aware of. Uh, well, and, and again, doctors, I will tell you that, you know, I, I have se- I have three keys to success in dentistry, not necessarily in any order. Number one is technology. Learn the technology. Okay. I mean, this is what impresses patients. This is what makes your job easier. This is what obviously Dr. Bob has done in his, in his practice. Uh, number two is continuing education. Always, always be learning. Pick your Pick your mentor, Koi, Spear, Panky, LVI, whatever it is, go, go become the best dentist you can. And the third one that I think is the biggest key is learn how to communicate with your patients. When you go to your, if we ever have live dental conventions again and you go for CE, don't go and learn how to cut a crown. Go and learn how to talk and communicate with your patients. Those, I think, are the key. So the, the technology part, which is part of what we're going to be talking about today, I think is key. So we're talking about cloud-based software, okay? So I know that you can have software that's, you know, based on your server. It goes on your server. It's in your office. Uh, it's not on a cloud. But how does cloud-based software work as compared to having just the, maybe for people that don't have an idea, maybe maybe cloud-based software 101? How does that work compared to server-based software where you just have it on your server and it's in your office? So, um. I, I explain this uh, a lot for people, and um, I've actually written a little article for my group that I posted. Um, the best way to think about the differences is that nothing is different. You always have a server, except in a case of a cloud, your server is located somewhere else um, in a different location, and you access those um, files, your data, through um, the internet. On a server-based software, your server is physically located in your in your um, office and you're responsible for everything for it. Now, the issue here is, what is a true cloud um, software? There are a lot of companies providing that. Um, and you know, some of them are not really true cloud. A true cloud means that you can access all of your data, not just some of it, all of your data, the same way you access it in the office, you can access it elsewhere. You can access all your images. You can access all your notes through a web browser without installing any extra software. And that is the definition of a true cloud. So, and again, the first thing I think of, and again, my audience knows that uh, I am, uh, that the reason I had children was to help me learn about technology and software and all this stuff. But, um, uh, you know, someone breaks into your office and steals your servers. I mean, it happened to me. Someone broke in. They didn't steal my server, but they stole some of my computer um, stations. And, um, you know, if, if, if it's in the office and they steal your server... Um, as opposed to being on the cloud, isn't that a one one thing we should consider there? Um, yes. Um, again, I'm, I I love the cloud technology. I um, use I've been using it for five years, five or six years. Um, but I'm also a realistic uh, person, um, which means I'm not going to bash the the server side. It's just that it has advantages, and what what you say is absolutely correct. If someone breaks into your office and steals your server, you have an issue. However, this um, if you follow good advice, you should have backup. Uh, there's, a, there's a rule of a 32110, we won't get into that, that you have to follow about having backups, having three copies of a backup and two different media, um, one on site, one off site, and then guaranteeing that you have zero uh, error. If you have that, even if they steal your um, backup, you can your, your server. You still can recover your data. However, there are a lot of other advantages to that. You don't have to worry about backing up. You know, it takes effort, it takes time, it takes um, resources to have all these um, backups. 
So, so, so yeah. And because you have to theoretically, they recommend, I guess you back up every day, whereas with the cloud, it kind of, and we'll get into how that all works. So you said, you said that you've uh, worked with cloud-based software for five years. What, what made you decide that you wanted to transition your practice to cloud-based? So I, um, when I was in my old location that was there for since the 70s, uh, and when I bought it in 2001, um, I computerized. And when I computerized, I had a total of um, nine computers. Um, connecting nine computers together um, is, is pretty maintenance-free. And I was the IT person for my own office. Uh, if something breaks, I can definitely fix it. I could uh, use a very simple... Uh, networking protocol. I didn't have to pay um, the expensive um, cost of a server-based um, software to Microsoft. I really didn't need expensive equipment. I just had nine computers that I connected together on a peer-to-peer network and um, maintained it. When I built my new office, we went from nine computers to close to maybe 20, 21 computers. And there you really need a dedicated server and you actually need um, a constant monitoring, in my opinion. I know a lot of dentists don't do this, but you really need an IT service that monitors the traffic, monitors your backups, monitors if someone is trying to get in, monitors if an employee is uh, doing something they're not supposed to, um, so I really um, didn't want to pay for that. I really didn't want to pay for server software. I didn't want to pay the monthly fee to to IT people. And cloud was the solution for me, basically. So you and, you uh, don't have. I mean, many of my dentists have a um, someone or a company that 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 they pay a monthly fee and they monitor their IT and they come in and they make sure that everything is you know, properly backed up and security and all the new software, you, you don't have that in your practice. Is that what you're telling me? Now, um, let me let me preface that by this statement. Um, I, um, I um, always thought if you can do a root canal, you can do computer networking and computer security. <laughs> um, I okay. don't think that's accurate because now that I'm talking to a lot of dentists online, I realize that people have lives. They're not like geeks like me. They don't want to learn all of these things. So I've come to the conclusion that you can minimize. In my practice, I take care of everything. I know of what I need. I I actually do hire a firm for security um, of my practice, but everything else is done by me as far as networking and things like that goes. So if you can do it yourself, great. If you can't, by going cloud, you minimize your costs and you minimize the amount of IT that you need because the server and the data is being taken care of by the cloud um, software provider. Oh, that, that That's good to know. So I know, obviously, you know, security is huge, HIPAA and, and uh, privacy of patient uh, data and information. So um, you know, again, you've worked with the the non-cloud. Now you're working with cloud for the last five years. So, how does that work? And some of the benefits of you know, how does cloud-based software Im- improve of of your data? You know, five years ago, um, in, in the world of technology, five years is a long time. In the past five years, um, things have changed. The ransomware has taken over. Um, about five, six years ago, many big companies did not have proper security. So the bad guys attacked the big companies for bigger prizes. Now they have spent millions and millions of dollars in securing their systems. So the bad guys go the um, path of less resistance. Dental offices that still think, oh, why would they um, why would they attack me or or an accounting firm that doesn't have proper, um, you know, small businesses basically are under attack. Um, and, you know, I, I was contacted yesterday by someone who needed help that they took um, their, their data and they were asking for $50,000. This was literally yesterday that this wow. happened. Um, accounting firms get hacked. Uh, in our profession, one of the biggest 
software providers who provide a um, a tax program got hacked around the 10th of April last year because what the bad guys are looking for is they're looking for names and social security numbers because then they can <laughs> they can they can file false tax returns with social right. security numbers. They go in on January 2nd and file a tax return uh, under your social security number. You're not going to know it till you go to file. And then, you know, for all the patients, they get their numbers. They can get, you know, bank accounts. Uh, there, there's all kinds of things on there. So, um, yeah, that that's a big, that's a, a big, a big, big deal. Um, so you feel that much more secure uh, in your data uh, with the cloud-based software? Yes, absolutely. I, I definitely feel um, more comfortable somebody else with deeper pockets taking care of my data. Um, yeah. And by the way, we do have, and, and in fact, one of the, the webinar series, Dr. Bob, that we did, we did this last month was on uh, cybersecurity. We have a cybersecurity group at Ide Bailey. So doctors, if you have a practice and you're concerned about that, uh, we can come in and consult with you about that again, especially if you have multiple locations. Uh, we can we can consult about that. And and again, you know, you said fifty thousand dollars. We hear that all the time. The bad guys are really smart. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes. So yes. We, we're talking about you know you saving some money in cost. How does how does this work compared to you know you had an IT guy now maybe you don't have as much. How, how does the cost factor work into all of this? So um, I always give examples. Again, these are different different from office to office, but I use myself as an example. Um, I was um, when I was on a server based software the, on, on regular um, Dentrix that everybody knows about. Um, you pay about um, monthly. You pay about two hundred dollars for for um, maybe a little bit more, but let's say two hundred dollars for support that you need. If you don't Buy the support. I mean, that's that's different. You're you're cutting corners. But if so, if you want to run a practice properly, you pay two hundred dollars for support. Then you start paying about a hundred dollars for uh, claims, uh, electronic claims and electronic attachments. Um, that's three hundred dollars. Then you have the cost of a backup. I always um, you always have to have um, offsite and in a cloud backup. I would consider that about a hundred dollars a month. So now you're up to four hundred dollars. Um, many offices utilize these services that are um, automatic um, emails and texting, text reminders, recalls, and those. I was paying about three hundred dollars a month for that. So right. now you're you're up to seven hundred dollars a month. Um, now let's start adding the IT cost. Let's be minimum a hundred dollars a month. Let's say so now up to eight hundred. How about upgrading computers, hardware, and and Microsoft um, server software every few years that costs six, seven thousand. So by you purchasing a cloud service, everybody looks at that monthly subscription, including myself, like, oh, just another subscription. I don't want to pay for this. But that covers all of this. Automatic updates. You don't have to get a disk. God knows how many times they send you these disks for upgrade and you put it on the thing, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. And then these disks that, that are up upgrades may be plugging um, vulnerabilities uh, for, for the software. And if you're not doing it, you're, you're basically at risk. So with the cloud, um, the costs are all combined and usually less than when you buy the, the services a la carte. And then... Um, Automatic updates are great. Every three to four weeks, we get a major update um, on a Tuesday, and they fix things, they add things. It's 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 quite um, quite a relief that I don't have to spend the weekend in the office just in case something goes wrong for a Monday morning upgrade. Basically. So so let me ask let me ask you this. So so obviously five years ago, you you came to this conclusion that you wanted to look at cloud based software. And obviously, there's lots of options out there. What, 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 um, you know, what were you looking for in a system, and how are they maybe different a little bit? I mean, you picked the Dendrix to send one, and uh, you've told me that that it's really helped your practice. So, what, 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 what should, what are different uh, features of these systems that people should be looking at when they make a decision? The number one thing for me, as someone who's 
been in technology for a long time. I, 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 you know, I know how programming works and I know how software works, how security works. The number one thing for me is track record. Have you been doing this for a while? Don't tell me that you just developed a cloud software and we're going to give it to you for half price. Uh, let's get on it. You know, I, I, I don't want to be the beta tester. Uh, actually, I am a beta tester <laughs> for a lot of companies, but that's uh-huh. what I enjoy. As a regular dentist that you're running your uh, your office, you don't want to be a beta tester um, because things can go wrong. And if things go wrong, you're going to be frustrated with the, with the cloud service. So for me, I when I first started looking, I looked at the the, the major players in this um, in this field. The second thing I started looking was that there are some companies that actually advertise for a cloud software, but they're not truly cloud. You have to install something on your phone or on your um, on your computers. They basically create with the help of an IT person. They create create a cloud um, storage for you that you can try to access it. That, that's not that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for something that you can open up a Chrome web browser and access all of your data. That's basically what 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 it is. I didn't know that. So, so during the pandemic, and again, you've had both types. How had did the cloud uh, help you? I mean, was it something? Because again, you you guys had to jump into action. You were how long did you shut down? Pretty much during the pandemic. You know, we shut down. Um, I think it was March twelfth. Yeah, that's about right. May. Yeah, and then May eleventh, we were told that we could open. Um, and we kind of opened for a little bit of like finishing up crowns that were needed, some re-cementation, things like that, to try to get used to new protocol, new PPE. Uh, so we started going full force June 1st. We took the rest of the May to catch up and go over protocol that what we need to do to keep everybody safe. And then um, June 1st, we we did that. Now, during that those two months, I have to tell you, um, I'm not the type that really looks for accessing data at home. You know, I leave the office. I'd like to, I'd like to spend the time with my dog. I'm not really uh, into working at home, but it was a godsend because as patients called, I could literally be in my house and have all the x-rays. I had everything in front of me um, very easily. Obviously you can do that with server-based as well. You can have VPNs, you can have uh, go-to-PC uh, type of software, um, but uh, you know this just makes it a lot easier. I actually um, was um, somewhere else at a, at a, during the pandemic that I wasn't home, and I literally was able to see everything on my phone uh, did, that, that I could log in. Did you? So, so you can find out pretty much anything you need on your phone with this software as you could sitting in front of your computer, right? Yes. On on the mobile devices, looking at the images is a little yeah. bit tricky. There's limitations. But, yeah. Yes. But but no, I mean you you literally you, you can you can still see what you need to, but everything else is are, are at your fingertips basically. So take a second be, before we move on to some more topics, Dr. Bob is so if anybody is thinking about making a move from the desktop uh, server-based software to, um, to to the cloud, which is kind of where a lot of this is going. Um, doctor, can we can we give out, and I'll put this also in the show notes, uh, can we give out your email address so if someone wants to contact you with a question, they can? Absolutely. Um, I, I have an email for my Facebook group. Um, it's Bob D, so which is B-O-B, D as in David, E as in Edward, E as in Edward. So instead of Bob DeConchi, I go by Bob D. Everybody knows me by Bob D, but the D is not just the D. It's D-E-E, Edward uh-huh. Edward, Okay. at, at dentistryingeneral.com. Okay, sounds good. So if you have any questions about any of this, Dr. Bob is a is an expert and, and can, can answer your questions. And obviously, he's got this Facebook group with 2,600 members and uh, it's all about you. That's the one thing that's so wonderful in 36 years of dentistry, Dr. Bob, about how incredibly, you know, um, cooperative, congenial and sharing 
uh, dentists are with each other. I mean, even even some in the same town, they 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 because you know we're all in this together to try and get through, especially during this pandemic. So I, yeah. I you know when I think about switching anything, I ran my own CPA firm before I merged it for thirty six years, and um, thirty three years. Uh, and I was generally not in charge. It was my, I had three, three of my wonderful, wonderful people, Debbie, Raquel, and Pam, who have all been with me for over 30 years. And whenever I made major decisions, I would come to them and I said, well, what do you guys think? And, you know, 99 out of a hundred times, they usually had the right answer. So, um, how about getting your dental team to switch software? I mean, they get comfortable with what they have. They learn it now. Okay, so Dr. Bob is going to make us switch to an entirely new software. How did that work? And and, and what are some suggestions that you might um, uh, make uh, to dentists about getting their teams to switch uh, uh, to a different type of a software? You know, I, I, I hear this um, question a lot. Um, I actually have had dentists tell me, oh, I really don't want to do it. I got this older lady who who's up front, who does a lot of work for me. And she barely knows what I have, and if I change it, it's not going to work. You know, I, I don't buy that. you got to take the lead. You have to take a lead in your, in your um, office for technology. Um, if you um, let the staff make decisions what technology you're going to bring to the office, um, you're going to fall behind. Um, cloud computing is not only here to stay, it will be in every dental office in the world. There is no way server-based software is going to survive. Now, timeline may be a little longer than I'd like to see, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, the, but the government um, is going to come out, in my this is my opinion, I have no, um, I have no uh, evidence of this, but in my opinion, the government is going to come up with regulations. They're not going to let you, the dentist who may still be on Windows 7, be in charge of security of patients' health information. They can't control every single office. But if they come out and say, now you have to switch to cloud-based, and there are maybe, let's say, 20 different companies doing this, it's a lot easier for them to control those 20 and regulate them than to come and regulate every single office. So in my opinion, it's co it's going to come. now. Whether or not you want to do it or now or five years from now, that's up to you. You're constantly wasting money and, and resources, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and again, the security part of this. And, and you're right. I mean, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, government is mandating different things to print because it, the government, you know, right. And again, you and I are not going to get into a political discussion today. I've told right. my audience for years that, you know, only bad things will happen to me and I will be um, uh, <laughs> put up on a pole and shot if I start getting into politics. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, the one of the main functions of government is to improve the lives of people and also to help keep them safer and more secure. And by going to this type of a software, it, it allows patients more protection and more security in, in, in what they're doing. So, so talk about the experience you had back to the staff. So when you went to your team five years ago and said, hey, guys, here's the deal. We're going to go ahead and we're going to move to a cloud-based software. Maybe you know, talk about the experience. Then I want to get into the actual mechanics because I think a dentist is going to look at this and say, oh, my God, this is going to take six months and my everything's going to be down. So let, let's start with the team. So what did the team first say to you when you said this? Because this, this came from you, right? Right. So my team is a little bit different. Because they they trust me in technology, they know you know I, I you made you made a joke about your kids teaching a technology. My kids are always have told them they're the unluckiest kids in the world because they can't get away with anything in technology because I know what they're doing. <laughs> so, um, so my team trusted me. So, but what I did was I spent time training them. Um, I not only bought the training provided by the company. But I had days that we went in and we played around. I spent a few weekends myself in the, in, at home trying to figure out what needs to be done, creating templates, creating things like that. So I made it easy for my teams. If you just throw something at your team, I think it's going to be um, 
it's going to be, it's going to be facing um, um, you know some kind of a resistance. But um, I've heard from other dentists that uh, patients are complaining. I'm I'm part of I mean not patients I'm sorry the staff. Um, I'm part of a few um, support groups for cloud um, computing, and I see complaints. And a lot of complaints, unfortunately, are as a result of um, improper training. So you have to take the time to 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 make sure it's a successful transition, and it will be. It whether they they get used to it sooner or later. It's very very intuitive software, um, the one that I use. It's it looks like Facebook actually, <laughs> so well, it's not that difficult. Everybody. Yeah, it's not that difficult um, to master. You just need you just need time, and uh, people are um, you know they have old habits and they don't want to leave them. But you you just have to take the lead. So did you did your group at uh, Dentrix? Uh, what, what kind of training did they uh, they offer when you when you got their software? So they have uh, these um, like we got together um, and there was a video um, training. They showed everything. We took notes. And, and now they have these um, uh, these seminars, uh, webinars that they run, and then the recorded webinar is available if somebody wants to see it. The help files are very important, and I love their support. You know, you have a question, you call them, and the guys are knowledgeable. They help you, and, and you go from there. The support is here in the U.S. You're not really talking to anyone outside. Uh, so that's that's just been um, you know a, a good support for us. So let's say we have a dentist who's listening to this, and you know they've got their they're very happy with their desktop, uh, their their you know office based server, and they think it works okay. And so what what if someone is thinking, mm, you know, I'm good. I don't need to do this. I don't want to change. We're coming out of a pandemic. So what, what, what can you say to somebody who's maybe resistant about looking at this different type of technology? So the first thing I always tell people who are looking for cloud is that, you know, um, take a look at your internet access. The number one criteria for having a successful uh, cloud transition is you have to have a nice um, internet connection with with decent speed. You don't have to, you don't need gaming type speeds, but you need you need a decent um, connection. Now um, I know that is becoming less and less of a factor because many parts of the country have it. But if you are in the middle of Montana and you don't really have a great internet connection, that could be an issue. With the advent of five G. Um, that's going to be also uh, resolved as that you just buy a um, 5G um, box and that will give you um, very fast internet. So that's the first thing I always tell them. But if a dentist is uh, thinking about doing um, <clears throat> doing this or not, I always tell them, look, you need to upgrade. Um, when you have a server-based um, software, you continuously have to upgrade. You continuously have to have a lot of IT support. Um, so, and also what I tell them is, in my opinion, again, it adds to the value of your practice. When you go to sell your practice and they see that you have everything set up instead of a outdated server and then an outdated um, a practice management software, it, 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 the, the, the buyer is, is, you know, kind of encouraged uh, when they when they see the technologies in your office already, these n- new young dentists, um, you know, are, are not going to be looking at practices that have not upgraded in a in a long time. And this is a simple upgrade. You know, you don't have to buy any a lot of different things. So, did you when you when you did this five years ago? Did you see? I mean, were you able to? Does this does this software have some management tools that helped you manage your practice better than what you had before? Um, so that's the, um, the other thing, um, it has a really cool wow factor for, from the patients that I like that because we put it on a 40 inch uh, screen in front of the patient on the wall when they're sitting in the chair. Um, as far as tools goes, um, if you're, if you're on server-based software with a couple of few big ones that are out there, I don't know, Dentrix, um, EagleSoft, uh, Open Dental, these are the, the, the big, the big ones all have great tools. Um, on a cloud 
system I always tell people is that, look, they are not server-based. They don't have everything that the server-based software has. They have 95% of what you need. But if you're using some um, obscure report that, let's say, Dentrix was creating, and now you're looking for it in, in, in the cloud and you can't see it, um, you're going to be upset. However, you can always ask for those reports. They're very helpful in providing uh, new functions. But um, yes, it has 95% of things that people need for um, to, to operate their office. And I'm, I'm guessing that your team probably, because you know what I found is when the doctor is a leader, like you are obviously a very good leader in your practice, uh, when the doctor is a leader and they come in and say, listen, we're going to go ahead and make this switch. And doctors, I want to give you just, and, and, and if I say this over and over again, it's, it's important. You are the leader of your practice. Uh, that does not mean that, you know, you can't ask for input from your employees. But, but Dr. Bob five years ago said, hey, guys, here's the deal. We are switching to a cloud-based software. Okay, that, that decision has been made. What I need from you guys is I need you to start looking at what we're doing, looking at this new software. Let's see if you guys can get into the weeds here and find some really cool things that we're not doing with our patients and not doing in our practice and now that we can do. And what it also does, doctors, is it it, it allows you to find out which one of your team members are really progressive, really have your best interest at heart, really are good team players, as opposed to those team members that go, well, I'm not going to do this. I, I'm I'm just not going to do it. I and I've had that. I've had doctors who've called me up and said, "I've put in a new system. I put in a new software. Whether it's whether it's a, a cloud-based software, whether it's digital scanning, whether it's a lasers, whatever it is." And 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 the assistant says, "Well, I I don't like I don't like I don't believe in lasers, so I, I I'm just I'm not real happy about this." Then you find out what kind of a team you have. Isn't that true, doctor? I mean, when you're when you implemented this, did you have any team members that were like, nah, I don't want to do this? Um, I, I did not have that experience. Well, good. Uh, that That's great. Uh, I don't allow it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, now we know how my, this works. Uh, okay. <laughs> my, my team members, again, as I said, when it comes to technology, they, they may uh, roll their eyes, but they know that I don't bring anything in that doesn't help them. They love this now. I mean, they they just their lives are a lot easier. That needs to be stressed to the staff. Yes, it's a learning curve, but it's not a huge learning curve. You don't have to uh, struggle. There is a lot of support, and once you learn it, your life is a lot easier. Everything is right there for you, basically. So, so let, let's let's kind of put a bow on this. Um, so, you know, if it's something that you're interested in, what? You know, when, when a colleagues go out, you know, like any other product, you, you want to look at your options. But what what should your colleagues, if someone's listening to this podcast or they're on your Facebook group and you talk about that, what should they be looking for in someone that, that provides this type of software, the cloud software? So, um, again, these are my opinion. I hope I don't offend any other uh, software company. But um, I always say this to people is that, Writing a cloud software is not that difficult for developers. What the difficult part of a cloud service is, is how they manage images. Now, if you are an accounting firm and you want to have a a cloud software, um, you have plenty of options because any programmer can write something in their basement and put it on the cloud and and it it will work probably. But in dentistry, we have lots and lots of images and these images need to be able to be handled properly. Um, There are only a couple of companies that do this properly. And um, I chose Dentrix Ascend um, for a few reasons. Number one, to be honest, I wanted my data to be handled by a Fortune 500 company. Um, uh, so if something goes wrong, I know Henry Shine has the money to fix things. Ah, um, yep. and, and they do stand behind their I've worked with the Shine folks for 36 years. And yeah, I know yeah. a lot of their reps and their uh, you know high management, they stand behind their products. That's for sure. 
Right. In other words, I know people feel positive or negative about the company. I, I'm not really going to get into that. I'm not going to yeah. defend them. I'm not going to bash them. All I care about is that they got a lot of money. <laughs> they, they're a fortune. And their software works. <laughs> yeah. If if an earthquake hits and one of their data centers um, is going to be affected, I know that they have two other data centers that are going to jump in and make sure your 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 basically can work. So that was one of the main reasons. And then um, they have a superstar guy <laughs> leading their imaging uh, the division, which I know and I talk to um, on a regular basis. And um, he, he it's, it's just such a great pleasure to, to talk to people who are in the technology and are developing things for the imaging side of, side of uh, Ascent. So to me, when you're looking for a cloud, always look at um, the imaging part. I had a friend of mine that I told him, and they went with a competitor. We won't name any names, but no they names. switched in. Yep, they, they switched in three weeks because their imaging wasn't up to par. And they couldn't, he's an endodontist and he couldn't see what he wanted to see as far as the quality of the ex, uh, of the images. Well, if you're an endodontist and you can't see the roots, you're in trouble, right? Yeah. And well, I'm I mean, not a dentist. Right. You can see it, but they look for the anatomy of that, um, of that root. And if it's grainy or if it's not as good as when they were taking it with the regular sensor, then he's, they're not going to be, they're not going to be happy. So uh, any final comments just about this whole subject? Then, Dr. I'll ask you to stay with us as I take us out. I got a couple more things I want to share with the audience before we're done. But anything else that the doctors should be thinking about if they're they're thinking about this uh, decision? Yes. Um, so what I t when people come to me and say, hey, should I do it? Should I not do it? I always um, direct them to the little article that I wrote, why you should do it. But if you just spent $20,000 on a server and... <laughs> And, and doing this, I would wait until the next time you need to upgrade. That's my advice. Again, I know I, I know this is um, not what the, um, the 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 cloud people want to hear, but you know it's it's very expensive to 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 upgrade your server, and you, you just you already got things set up. But if you are thinking about upgrading, if you or if your computers are old, if you're on Windows Seven still, <laughs> it may be time for you to think about. Um, cloud now do not wait please um the bad guys are are coming uh, for for dentists actually they're not coming they're here for dentists <laughs> they're they're yeah. concentrating on dental offices because they know uh, this whole um saying that oh they don't need my data they don't need your data they know you do so when they lock it up patients are going to be upset patient you have to close the office down for two weeks you have to let everybody know you have to let the government know so preventative measures, guys, preventative measures. That, that's back to the cybersecurity. Again, I would encourage you doctors to go on to our YouTube page, Eid Bailey, E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y, uh, YouTube page. Go to our Business of Dentistry webinar series. And the one that we published in April was an hour on fraud and embezzlement protection in the dental office. And the other was on cybersecurity, which is a lot about what we're Talking about um, Dr. Dr. Bob uh, Dokanchi, thank you so much for the great expertise and insight. Uh, one more time, if folks want to email you, and then maybe again, if they're interested in joining your Facebook group, how do they do that? Um, my Facebook group it's called um, Dentistry in General. It's a black logo. If you search it on Facebook, you can see it, and you can ask to join. You're going to be asked to provide that you are a dentist. Um, it's the easiest way to contact me. You can message me right there, and I'm and I'm right with you. I'm, I answer well, probably fifty to a hundred messages a day. Um, my email is um, Bob D at dentistryingeneral.com, and it spells B O B D as in David, E as in Edward, E as in Edward at dentistryingeneral.com. Fantastic, great, great information, Doctor. Hang on until we're done. Um, but thank you so, so much for your great information and for taking great care of your patients and uh, being a progressive dentist, which is what we want everybody to be. I mean, again, you know, progressive dentists do better. They have more enjoyment of their practice, their patients. You know, you always want to go to a company, whether it's a dental practice or a, 
an automobile dealership. I don't mean to compare dental practice to an automobile dealership, but I mean to a uh, to, to to Microsoft, Amazon. You you look at them, and, and they're all at the cutting edge. And the patients and the customers say, "Wow, th- these guys have their act together." And that's what you want your patients walking out of your office saying. So, um, again, just a couple of a couple of things before I get to our you know just taking us out of here. I I I, I didn't mention at the beginning. So as you have been hearing on TV, um, the president and uh, the you know the president and, and his administration are starting to have conversations about tax reform, and they're talking about uh, you know so I was listening to an interview this morning that uh, uh, Craig Melvin from the Today Show had with President Biden, and you know we're talking six trillion dollars of stimulus and infrastructure and all kinds of stuff. And, and again, not getting into, you know, good or bad, just that's what is being proposed and uh, they have to pay for it some way folks. And what they're going to do is they're going to raise taxes on wealthy individuals. Um, one of the things they're talking about, and again, nothing is for sure is potentially uh, for people who earn over a million dollars a year to have to pay a capital gains tax rate instead of at 15 or in most cases, 20%, it would go to 39.6% plus the 3.8% Medicare rate. So 40, you know, over 43% plus add your state rate and you're over 50%. So uh, what I'm going to tell you is that as soon as we have some legislation, uh, we're going to, I'm going to bring my buddy Mel Schwartz back on, uh, who's our congressional um, liaison to uh, uh, you know, in Washington D.C., and we're going to talk about what they're doing. So, if you have a large capital gain event happening or going to happen, that could be selling your practice, that could be selling a big piece of real estate, that could be selling stock, uh, you know, business that's not a dental practice. Um, it's something that you need to be watching and looking and monitoring and seeing how that's going to affect you. Uh, again, want to remind you to take a look at our partner decisions in dentistry magazine, great clinical content, 140 CE courses that'll knock your socks off at one reasonable price. Um, go to www.decisionsindentistry.com. If you want a complimentary consultation with someone from the Academy of Dental CPAs, please feel free to, uh, log on there on the front page. You can put your name in and we'll get back to you. One of our members, 24 CPA firms across the United States that represent over 10,000 dentists. Go to www.adcpa.org. We are the, um, I'd Bailey again, represents over 800 dentists. Uh, our, you know, businesses in the Western United States. I am, located in Southern California. Our office is in Tustin, although my office has been uh, in my home for the last 13 months. Uh, and so as many, many people, not dentists, it's kind of hard to be a dentist and practice from home, but uh, I have. So uh, if you want to get a hold of me, please call me at 657-279-3243 or email me at awiederman at idbailey.com. Go to our um, YouTube page for all of our webinar series. And again, we have one coming up May 12th uh, on uh, metrics and how to look at the numbers of your dental practice. It's going to be a fascinating, fascinating webinar. Please sign up for that. We've gotten a lot of interest and we've helped a lot of people on that. So with that said, Dr. Bob, thank you again for your great expertise and information on cloud-based uh, software. And we appreciate you coming on and talking to us. And with that said, uh, I will sign off. This is Art Wiederman for the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman CPA. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Please tell all your friends about our podcast. And uh, we're growing exponentially. And I am so honored that so many people listen and I get emails from all over the country. So thank you so much. uh, And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. The Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast is produced by Ide Bailey in partnership with Art Wiederman, CPA, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine, and the Academy of Dental CPAs. For audience questions and feedback, email Art Wiederman, awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A. 
W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. Or you may call Art at 657-279-3243.